Hey everyone, I'm Robbie Copernicus. Welcome to the Growth Hack Secrets Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to share the best growth hack strategies that help digital entrepreneurs just like you. Each week, we'll talk to seasoned experts who will reveal one growth hack secret that will 10x your company and avoid amateur mistakes. If this sounds like it could be useful to you, be sure to join our community at growthhacksecrets.com. Again, I'm Robbie Copernicus, and this is Growth Hack Secrets. Hey guys, welcome back to Growth Hack Secrets. I am your host, Robbie Copernicus, and I'm so excited to have back on the show, Thomas Smell. He's given us so much information about what it takes to create a successful SaaS company that will be easy to flip later on. So we covered what are some of the best growth hacks for your SaaS? What are some things that Thomas actually looks at when he's evaluating SaaS companies? And today we are going to ask one more question. What are some of the most common mistakes that entrepreneurs make over and over again? Before we get into that Thomas if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your company yeah sure so if you haven't had a chance to listen to the last couple of episodes I definitely think they'll give some good context so check them out then come back just very brief overview we're an M&A firm so we work with the owners of SaaS content e-commerce based businesses and facilitate a sale help them sell that business for free valuations at the start of the process um, and then we'll manage the process all the way from valuation even if you're not ready to sell now through to the final sale and then we also do a bunch of other stuff a big channel for us is content marketing we publish a free SaaS magazine called SaaS Mag which I'm offering a free copy to every every listener that's at sasmag.com but main business is M&A we just have lots of other things that just filter people into our or funnel people into our main business that was a very humble intro. One thing that I do want to share is Thomas has done a half a billion dollars worth of sales already through his company, FB International. So definitely check Thomas out. He's really good at what he does. If you have a SaaS company, you're making revenue, you're profitable, and you want to flip it, Thomas is probably the best person to talk to. Thomas, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making over and over again? And what would you say to you know get them to stop doing that? Yeah, so say a lot of it really depends like on what stage in the business they're at. Let's say they're relatively early stage. So I'd say that could be anywhere from zero up to say a million in revenue. A million sounds like a lot once you get started, you can get beyond that. In the SaaS space specifically, particularly if you're a developer or an engineer, most people we see launching SaaS businesses, owning them are developers and programmers. Most entrepreneurs tend to focus on what they're good at, but also what they're comfortable with. So the biggest mistake you tend to see is if you're a programmer, you spend all of your time doing programming, surprisingly, and you spend all of your time obsessing over your products and the features. So you spend months and months or even years and years, I've heard of people taking 10 years to launch a product, just obsess over features. And you don't think about all the other parts of business which are really important, like onboarding customers, marketing, sales. The biggest mistake that most entrepreneurs make is they don't focus on the things that are important to their business. They focus on the things that are important to them. They're like, oh, if I was a customer, I would want this particular feature. Possibly true, but if you're not doing all the other things kind of combined, you're not going to build a very successful business. It's really important to not get distracted with lots of different things, but make sure that every part of your business, in the very first episode, when I came on, we were talking about growth hacks, finding things you can do consistently that will help grow your business. But you shouldn't just be doing that once, you should be doing that everywhere. So in your marketing process, find one thing or hopefully multiple things you can do over and over again. Sales process, do the same thing. Onboarding, customer support, product development, finance, admin, all of these different things, improve them gradually over time. 
and you'll have a good business. Where most people go wrong is make that, particularly early stage entrepreneurs, they make the mistake of spending all of their time and all their focus on on just one thing which they know about and they're comfortable with. And then they wonder why they're not making any sales it's because they spent no time on sales. So even if something might be uncomfortable for you and not something you're good at, do a little bit of everything and your business will succeed. If you just focus on one thing, you're really going to be relying on luck to succeed. Okay. Would you suggest that the founder or the, the lead developer himself or themselves actually start expanding into other areas? Or would you say that they should maybe hire someone or like, what would you say to them? It depends a little bit on your, your situation and like your cash position. I know in my business starting out, I did everything myself. And I think it's important when you start, before you hire anyone to do anything, at least try and do that yourself and start building the foundation of the processes if you're paying someone to do a job and you don't know at least a little bit about what they're doing you're probably not going to have optimal results so my advice at least to start is do it yourself and then once you're in a financial position to hire people start hiring generally in order of what you're not good at so for me it's anything to do with not deal related finance but finance like accounting bookkeeping in my own business i hate it I'm not good at it for example, I like coming on podcasts, I like going to events, so I don't have that, I still do that myself 10 years in, even though I can completely, we have a big team, we love to be on podcasts, but I like doing it myself. I still to think I'm one of the better people doing it, so it makes sense for me to do that. So yeah, you should hire people when you can. I definitely think you should try things yourself first, at least you have an understanding of what's, what's realistic. That will also help when it comes to targets, otherwise you're basically guessing. If you're hiring a marketer and you're saying, like, yeah, get me more leads, but you've never generated a lead before, you're, again, just going to be relying on luck to be successful. Okay. It's like a shotgun approach, just trying to hit things wherever they can instead of being, you know, kind of focused in. Yeah, exactly. For bootstrap entrepreneurs that really don't have that much money to hire anyone, what would you suggest? Would you suggest giving a piece of the equity and bringing them on as partners? Or would you rather find someone who's an expert at what he's doing and outsource that process over to them? That's a good question. I personally like having my equity. I have a partner who has 50%, so we like maintaining your equity. Sometimes that might be an option for you. It also depends on your personal circumstance. I was young free single when I started my business and I had no money so I had literally no choice but to do everything myself and I had time and I worked literally all the time I still work a lot now but back then it would be literally all the time I was working until I could get something off the ground I think the first thing I did was you had enough any cash coming in obviously pay yourself enough to pay your rent and buy food and the basic necessities and then use all of the rest for hiring people you probably get it wrong. like hiring is today it's still the hardest thing we do we struggle with hiring consistently finding the right people who are right for difficult for every every organization but when you're starting out you're probably going to make a lot of mistakes but the key is start hiring people even if it's uncomfortable in terms of what it's going to cost get them to start doing the work that you don't do or you can't do I would, if you can avoid it, I would not suggest giving away equity. It's really tempting in the early days, but it's much better to find a way to pay someone and pay yourself less rather than, but I could have given away 90% of my company in the early days and not had to do, I could have worked 20 hours a week, but I'd rather have kind of 50% of the same business in 10 years and work a few more hours than 10% of the business. But there's, I mean, there's lots of different ways to do it. A lot of it is personal preference. For me, I think if you're bootstrapped, you should do as much as you can yourself and you should reinvest as much as you can. 
And if you're not willing to reinvest, you should go raise raise funding and find someone else who's willing to do that for you. Okay. The number one mistake that you said that you see entrepreneurs making over and over again is that they just get focused on whatever they like to do and they kind of omit the rest of the process and building a business. What have you seen in terms of successful companies where you've actually evaluated they were really good companies, but the deals may have fell apart and why did they fall apart so people can avoid those mistakes as well? Probably the, the number one reason, well, well, there's a couple of reasons. Usually it's the seller or the founders have unrealistic expectations or they start changing their mind in the process. We set very clear expectations up front. The thing that makes our job really difficult is when people move the, the goalposts. It might be as simple as we value a business at a million dollars. You agree to that and we get a month into the process. You now say, oh, okay, I want $1.5 million. Uh, that does not very happen very often, but it definitely can do. And that's something we've put, again, talking about growth facts, we've put processes in place to stop that happening over the years. And we're constantly working on improving that. Um, and then the other thing is, quite honestly, it's people who are dishonest. They, particularly if you're a, a marketing or a sales background, they might say one thing that's not necessarily true. They might not necessarily be fraudulent or trying to actively misrepresent something. Uh, but they might use numbers that turn out not to be accurate. And then from a buyer perspective, they might get worried and start digging in further. So a big part of our process, part of the reason we have such a, we have a 94.1% success rate, and we've been in business 10 years, which is very uncommon in this industry. The reason we've achieved that is we spend a huge amount of time and resource on due diligence up front to make sure that what sellers and founders tell us is accurate. But the main reason most deals fall through is quite honestly because one or both parties tell something to mislead the other, they hide things. Um, so I think that's a lot of time why people come to us in the first place, because if you're a seller, you know you're not going to be dealing with buyers who are doing that. If you're a buyer, so we can't really guarantee anything, but the processes we have are pretty in depth to make sure that if we tell you a number is 10, you can verify that number is 10. That applies to everything. Okay. If people want to learn more about you, Thomas, where can they find you? Sure. So the best thing to do, check out the website, feinternational.com. Uh, we have a blog on there. If you want a free valuation, we give a free valuation. Got to buy a business, check out buying business. Uh, and also the team and myself really active on social media. Find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, find me on LinkedIn. If you've listened to the show and you have any specific questions about your business, you can also email me directly. It's thomas at international.com. I will, particularly while we're on lockdown, I will be much more likely to answer your email than if I was, I usually spend most of my time on the road, so I'm very rarely in the office. Um, But at the moment, if you send me an email, I'm reasonably likely to reply and get back, or at least introduce you to the best person in the team. Okay guys, Thomas is the person to know if you're trying to flip your SaaS app. He is the power broker in the field. We'll put all of his details in the show notes below. So go ahead and subscribe and do your thing. Try to support this podcast as much as possible. Thomas, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks Robin, I really appreciate it and I hope that was helpful for everyone. It was very helpful and hope to have you back soon. All right guys, take care. This has been Growth Act Secrets with Robert Copernicus and Thomas Smale.